0: So I don't know about you, Jason, but when I first get a phone, what I usually do is unbox it, unwrap it, go through the setup process, and then plug it into the charger while it's restoring for my last backup. According to new reports, the iPhone 12 is going to have a big problem when it comes to charging, and that is there's not going to be a charger in the box. Let's talk about what exactly this means and what options people are going to have today. I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Perlow. This is Jason Square. So, Jason no iPhone 12 charger in the box, and they're also saying perhaps no earbuds or ear pods. I can understand the earbuds, but a charger? Isn't that a key piece of what you get when you pay for a phone?
1: So Jason, I am shocked that you're telling me that there's a charger in the iPhone box. Because whenever I open my iPhone box, the first thing I do is I take the phone out, I take the, close the box, I take my phone out and charge it to one of the 500 high-speed USB charger blocks in my house. And I can tell you, I'm pointing at my, I, I mean, let me put my camera here. I'm pointing at my closet, right? You can see in the top of that closet here, how many iPhone boxes there are.
0: Yeah, you got plenty. Every, every iPhone <laughs> and iPad
1: and Android box there, has a charger and a full set of accessories in it. And that's because when you trade your iPhone in or what have you, uh, or send it back at the end of the year because of the upgrade program, they don't require you to send it back in the original box and packaging and original accessories. They just want the phone, put in that little slip, and they send it away. So now I have 10 years worth of accessories from iPhones. But I do know that there are plenty of people that use the original OEM charger that comes in the box right. and they don't buy third party, better quality chargers. Most people probably don't even realize you can fast charge with USB-C on, you know, generations of iPhones going back five years. So, well, and
0: so I think this, this is where Apple's going to educate users. The, the current rumor and talk is that while Apple's going to leave out the five watt charger, from the box, an iPhone 12, mind you, a $1,200 phone is coming without a charger. They're going to sell, as an optional accessory, a 20 watt charger for fast charging your phone. So, if you want that fast charger that people have been asking Apple to include on its own in the box for the last couple of years, you're going to have to pay for that charger, which Apple makes a ton of money on accessories. It'll have a ridiculous markup. Uh, so, maybe you're right, maybe you're onto something there, but Apple's, instead of including it, going to use it as an education and an upsell on their phone. The other option here is there's also been recent leaks and indications that perhaps AirPower, Apple's magical wireless charging pad that you just place something on it wherever you want, and you'll be able to charge your AirPods, your phone, and your Apple Watch all on the same charger. Maybe that makes its debut, and that's Apple's way of getting people to pay for AirPower. I don't know.
1: Well. So, so, we're kind of in a weird state in terms of Apple's product development with devices that need charging. Right. Right. So, we have, well, right now, you've got iPhones that, you know, before the previous generation, they, they had an 18 watt maximum charging capability. Now, you're saying that it's 20 watts. But now, iPads require a hotter, higher, higher wattage, and iPad Pro requires an even higher wattage than that. Right. So let's see, say you're a household with an i with multiple iPhones, multiple iPads and other junk, right? Which charger do you need? Right? Because really a 20 watt charger is inadequate for charging an iPad or an iPad Pro. I mean my wife has an original OEM charger, Apple charger connected to her bed. She I just got her a 7th generation iPad, uh, regular iPad and she's asking me why is this thing charging so slow? It's like you're using the wrong charger for your iPad because it's defaulting to the lower wattage. Right. Because that's, that's all that thing can put out. So how many chargers does Apple need to come up with? They <laughs> should have one. If I think there should be one standard charger that they put out that's their OEM charger and handles all their products at their maximum speed. And yeah, that's that w- it.
0: That Would be fantastic, it you, you would take all the guesswork out of it, but then you're also taking the charger out of the box of the iPhone 12 at that point. I, I don't see them including something that could charge the iPad Pro at full speed. They
1: should just not charge 200 more than Anchor and RAP Power does for the same thing for 40 bucks. That's what I'm saying.
0: They yeah, oh, the same I, amount of money for it. I hear you 100%. It, it, I look, I get the argument that Apple is doing this from an uh environmental standpoint i've read some some pieces on this that most people likely have chargers already for iphones uh laying around their house they have lightning cables and and how many billions of devices have they sold and how many billions of chargers are out in the wild so at this point there's saturation of chargers and including more in the box is just leading to more e-waste and on and on and on i get that but at the same time lightning cables aren't the toughest cables they break pretty easily
1: they die constantly I, I i have a backfill supply of them in case we wear them my wife wears them out like crazy like they just get the ends of them get completely yeah. frayed and stuff it's and like then they stop getting... working and they won't plug in again or they oxidize the connectors it, and like maybe they last three four months under heavy use tops
0: yeah and tops. you and i are definitely outliers in this and the fact that we have a lot of phones we have Right. You know, all this access to other stuff. So we have an abundance of chargers lying around. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I bought a lightning cable because like you, I have boxes of stuff that I could just go, if a lightning cable breaks, I just open a box and pull out another lightning cable that's brand new. If Apple quits including a charger, I no longer have that option. And eventually I'm going to have to buy cables in addition yep. to buying the phone itself, um, which we'll get to third party chargers in a minute. But I want to talk about another charging conundrum we have coming up as well uh, with Apple products, and that is the Apple Watch and WatchOS yeah. seven. And specifically, and maybe this plays into Air Power, and, and that's why we're going to talk about it. Is WatchOS seven adds finally adds sleep tracking to the Apple Watch, which is great. You're able to wake up in the morning and see how long you slept. Now, uh, ZDNet's sister site CNET interviewed. Uh, an Apple executive who went into the details on how Apple is doing their sleep tracking. They're not giving you a sleep score. They're not saying, hey, you slept, you know, you scored a 90 last night in your sleep because you stayed awake or, you you know, whatever it is. Uh, They're actually just telling you, you slept for seven hours and 32 minutes. You were under your goal go to bed t- tonight on time. Uh so they're they're taking a very basic approach to it and it's really interesting read I suggest uh any of our listeners or viewers go to CN- cnet and, and read that article. It, it's it's a lot different than the way Fitbit and other fitness companies have approached sleep tracking. But the thing is the Apple Watch battery only lasts 18 hours. So usually you put it on when you wake up in the morning You take it off when you go to bed, put it on the charger. It's passive charging. You never have to think about it. You never have to worry about managing your battery. But with sleep tracking, in order for it to work overnight, it has to have a 30, your watch has to have a 30% charge. If there's a wind down mode, if when wind down, whether it's 15 or 30 minutes before bedtime activates, if your Apple watch is under 30%, you receive an alert telling you, hey, you need to charge your watch before you go to sleep so we can track your sleep. So then you end up taking it off, putting it on the charger, waiting an hour until it's charged enough. And then when you wake up in the morning, you have to put it back on the charger. So this, what I'm getting at here is that the current state of the Apple Watch and its battery life is not sufficient for sleep tracking. And I realize that watchOS 7 is an early beta and battery life maybe is worse now than it will be by the time it releases later this fall. But the charging process just doesn't work. In its current form, so Apple Watch Series Six, which should come out later this year as well, has to have a longer battery life, don't you think?
1: You would hope. Yeah. Right. Um, the question is, how much can you deal do with a, with a something this small, right? right? And I got an extra giant case on it, but look, it's not like you're dealing with a smartphone where you can where you can wiggle around parts and things like that, and you have you know leeway, right? To adjust the size of a battery, you know, between three thousand, you know, milliamp versus thirty-two hundred or thirty-four hundred or thirty-six, four thousand, whatever, and still not get tremendous differences in thickness after you've changed the design, right? You basically have no wiggle room with something the size of a watch. So they're going to have to be very careful um, how they choose and adjust the size of components, those sorts of things. Uh, different power usage strategies during the daytime, how long the, the display is on during the daytime. Now I understand why the display turns off during the daytime on some of the newer models, because unless you're, unless you're looking at it and you flip it on. Well, actually, you actually the series five is, is on all the time, isn't it? It is. It's basically, yeah,
0: it's, it's like a, yeah, it's on all the time. It, it takes a very low power mode and just refreshes the time. Your widgets or your complications don't refresh throughout the day unless you're actually waking the watch. It's kind of like a screenshot that changes every minute, essentially. Yeah, so far, the way sleep tracking works and the battery life on the Apple Watch through the watchOS 7 beta, it you're going to miss, if you work out during the day, you're going to have to charge at night in order to track your sleep, which means you're going to miss more activity, your standing hours, stuff like that throughout the day. Uh, in order to make sure you have that 30% and then you have to do it again in the morning to make sure you have enough to get you through the day it, it, there's a double charge approach now and it just it's uh we'll, it'll be interesting to see how Apple handles it later this fall but so let's get back to the iPhone and even Apple Watch for that matter uh no charger in the box what are our options what are people's options Jason
1: well you have so many OEM uh, third-party charging solutions out there—that it's 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 really quite ridiculous. I mean, if you go to Amazon uh, and you put in USB desk charger or USB wall charger, you're going to get a thousand results. Uh, even if you narrow it down to just USB-C charging solutions, you're going to get a lot. Right. Uh, and, and and also Qi chargers, you know, for 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 wireless, tremendous amounts of of, of choice. So really. It's it's under. I think the, the end user needs to understand, you know, what products are out there and what technologies are out there. I when I've been buying stuff, I've only been going for stuff with gallium nitride for for for, um, for portable usage for for using it in my in my bag, right? So I like what Rathpower Power has, what Anchor has, uh, with Atom. I mean, they're much smaller, they're much more lightweight and flatter. Um, and easier to stuff in a, in a little pocket of a bag, and they just give—they give you the same 40 watts of output as the great big brick does. So, yes. I would personally love to see Apple start using some of that technology in their own accessories. They haven't. I mean, Apple's Apple's chargers are still huge. they are wall charge, They're quote unquote wall chargers with the plugs coming out. It's—it's—it's. It's, it's yeah, massive. they're bricks.
0: I mean, they're bricks.
1: Yeah. So gallium nitride, I think, is if you're if you're gonna go buy a charger for a wall unit, that especially if it's a single charge, you know, single cord, single connector, gallium nitride, for sure. Just in terms of the heat output and all that kind of stuff, it's just better. Um, there are so many multi-port desk chargers that you can get with multiple USB and USB-A outputs. Um, I went to you know I standardized on one company's products um, and I put them all over the house so they're all exactly the same. Um, you know, you can do that. I mean, there's just, there's just so much out there. I mean, you, you go to, you go to anchor's website, you go to ref, or you just go to their, their sub store in, in Amazon. There's so many products, usually yeah. five or six different brands of them are on sale at any different time. They have combo packages of where they combine you with cords and bat and, and batteries along with the charger and all that kind of stuff, depending on, on how you want to, on a do it, you know, I mean, you, you can get some pretty good deals that way. So I would suggest, um, you look at that stuff, um, and then and and then I've written articles about charging technologies, about the different types. Now that, that all the new iPhones support USB-C, high-speed charging, you absolutely should go with the USB-C output, not a USB-A at this point.
0: Yeah, it's a lot faster. Yeah,
1: yeah. androids as well.
0: You know. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I've been using, on my desk here, I have a Logitech, their new 3-in-1 power station. It has... Mm-hmm. Uh, a charging pad that's flat has a stand and then a spot to charge the Apple Watch. And I've been using that to passively charge throughout the day, whether it's an Android phone or my iPhone or even my Apple Watch while I'm testing the latest beta, uh, just just to get through. And I really like it. It's well designed. It's a little pricey, but uh, it works great. So, so Jason, I mean, I mean, for me.
1: Apple really needs to rethink its entire third-party accessory strategy. I mean, they have been behind the times from their their OEM partners, like like again, Anchor, RavPower, Mophie, Logitech, all these guys have been really putting out nice accessories for the last two or three years. Excellent desktop chargers, phenomenal third-party cables, um, batteries, all sorts of things that people have gone out and bought. I bought a ton of them, right? So for me to go out and buy a, a OEM Apple accessory, right, which was, and up until recently, we needed to get our, our USB-C to lightning chain cables from them. It was not only maybe six months to eight months ago where we didn't have an, an MFI certified option from, for third parties, where right? we had to use the Apple uh, the right. USB-C to lightning cable. Now that's not the case. Now you can get a USB-C to lightning cable from Anchor, from a whole bunch uh, Otterbox just came out with their own line of cables now, um, so you can get decent um, USB-C to Lightning cables for like half the price of what Apple charges for the same for the same crappy cable, essentially that goes bad in three months. So Apple needs to come up with better quality stuff. They need to come up with better cables. They need to come up with better chargers, chargers that are at least at least as good as what Apple and Anchor and Rav Power and all the others Movi co- has come out with. Right. And if you go to Apple store, you know retail stores, they got their their third party partners with 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 accessories you can buy that are more compelling than their own stuff. Right. So they've got to come out with a better desktop charger, a better wall charger, better cables. And yet, if Air Power comes out, if it's two hundred dollars, it better be better than that same thing I'm using from Logitech you know, that I paid $125 for, you know, a year and a half, two years ago, which works with my watch. It works with my iPhone. Um, it's and, and, you know, and it's got the QI charger and it's got another flat charger. You know, why, why do I need to go spend 200 bucks on AirPower when I already got one of those? It better be so much better than what I have.
0: Yeah, there has to be a really compelling use case and advantage to paying the Apple Premium for AirPower. Granted, What they're trying to do or what they were originally trying to do is make a pad that you could place a product anywhere on it to charge and not have to worry about lining it up exactly. But even that, that, is it worth that extra money? I don't know. I think the overall theme here, though, is make sure you're buying from a reputable source when you're buying a charger. You mentioned MFI, which is made for iPhone meets certain specifications laid out by Apple that it will work and is compatible with their iPhones and iPads and even Macs. I would imagine they have something for that as well. Um, Make sure it has that kind of certification. Don't go extremely cheap on it. It's a little dangerous uh, to do that. But you can also save a lot of money by going through those third parties instead of going directly through Apple. And even if you're spending the same amount, you're getting a more powerful charger at the end of the day. So Apple not including a charger is a disappointment if it truly happens. But it I don't think it's really that big of an inconvenience for most. Maybe it is, but I don't know. You know, We'll have to wait and see exactly what their sales pitch is. If they come out and talk about how, how much courage they have, how brave they are for ditching the charger in the box, I, I think we'll be at peak Apple at that point.
1: I don't know if we're at peak apple yet.
0: You know, <laughs> right.
1: we, we, I mean, after what they did last week with with redesign with completely replatforming the Mac, I, I think I think there's just so much more peak Apple that can be achieved at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Any closing thoughts, Jason?
1: No, like I said, you know, look, I I I still want the entire industry to be char- be standardized on a single connector, which is yep. USB. Um, I think that, you know, if they're gonna go this whole nine yards with not including a charger and like I don't know what, you know, and, and then moving perhaps to air power, maybe they should be really be thinking about about finally getting every all their products working on USB C. I mean that eventually that would now,
0: the European Union may be forcing their hand at that, or they may be speeding up the rumor transition to zero ports on an iPhone, which
1: yeah, we, we, we had that show and it, it was just it was just too mind-boggling to think about how they could implement that without yeah, driving yeah. everybody insane.
0: Maybe the iPhone 12 is their way of easing into it by not including a charger. I don't know. It, w- it'll be interesting to see what Apple does. Rumors are iPhone 12 will launch late September, sometime in October. So we have a while before all of this shakes out, and undoubtedly there's going to be more reports and more speculation that come up. I'm Jason Cipriani.
1: And I'm Jason Perlow.
0: And this is Jason Squared. Make sure to check out more of our work at ZDNet.com.